Hello and welcome back to the J-Rod Sports Pod. This episode is the second in our quarantine catch-up series looking at football. Last episode we focused on the Premier League and had a look at how the table was shaping up. So today we switch our focus to the FA Cup, the Champions League and the Europa League and looking at how British teams are going to get on in them. So let's jump straight back into the conversation that Ollie and I had about the state of football coming back after the coronavirus lockdown. Like in their little groups that like we've just spoken about, like in that bottom six, in that top or two to eight and, and through that group, like that's going to be the exciting um, like times for us. Uh, but with that relegation battle and... Do you think uh, a, an FA Cup quarter-final against Man United for Norwich does them any favours? Or do you think it's something where actually like they just forget about that a little bit and play a, a second eleven and just um, try and I think focus if, on the Premier League? If you're Norwich, in some ways, I mean, you're, you've don't, almost got to think care. you've gone. <laughs> yeah. You've almost got to think you've gone. Yeah. So actually, the fact that you're still in the, the FA Cup and United probably aren't going to be caring about it quite as much. Yeah, focus on the Premier League. Especially. I mean, why wouldn't you just go out there absolutely full guns blazing to see if you can cause an upset? Yeah. I mean, yeah, the FA Cup. Norwich are the only. Well, I guess Newcastle are in there, but well, and Arsenal. <laughs> I was going to say Norwich are the only sort of lower lower half of the uh, table yeah. team but yes Arsenal are in there uh, but on on a one game basis you could you know you can sometimes trust Arsenal to get some form of a result I enjoy the fact that the Liverpool fan has more tr- faith in Arsenal than the Arsenal <laughs> fan does it's just hope isn't it um, but yeah uh, so what we got Norwich Man U Arsenal Sheffield uh, Leicester Chelsea and Newcastle City those are on the 27th and the 28th of June um, so a couple of days time and then and then the semi-finals are on July the 11th and the 12th and the finals on the 1st of August all of that's going to be played at Wembley not really going to be a massive sort of put out for people is it playing no. at Wembley you know especially with no fans being there it's it's not going to be you know you're not you're not going to intimidating places I mean like actually if we weren't in uh, in in with no fans, yeah, you'd think City and St James's, that might be. Yeah, it's the hard place, isn't it? Like you talk about these big grounds, like you know, get, going to Old Trafford or going to Anfield or going to St James's Park. These these stadiums that have history and fans that, you know, you talk about that twelfth man kind of having an influence. Whereas at Wembley, like the way City are playing at the moment, you find that hard to believe that Newcastle could get any kind of result there. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit, you know, in some ways sterile at City at, the, yeah, uh, exactly. at Wembley, which gives Newcastle it takes Newcastle's advantage away because I mean, I know having been to St James's it's I mean, I was intimidated and I was just like <laughs> sat in the stands <laughs> when I, I was running out <laughs> playing there. When I was I think I was 14 playing for Kettering Town, big up the Big up the town. I think they might be in administration now, but anyway, uh, we went up to uh, St James's Park and like had a little tour around there, and then played uh, Sunderland in the afternoon. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, one two one. 
Um, but that's you, the height of our football. <laughs> that's that's the peak of the J Rod pod. <laughs> um, the final. Who do you think makes the final of the FA Cup? A, a way too early prediction. Obviously, it depends on how the semi-final draw is. But I, I think, like I, I think it could be Leicester. Yeah. Like I, I back Leicester to beat Chelsea. It'd be such a good game. And then, especially at Leicester. Actually, you know, City is kind of sitting there going, uh, "We'd love to have the FA Cup," but. I mean, Leicester, Leicester are sitting there going, this is something we haven't done for a while. Yeah. Like, I think, like, what's really big there, like, you say about City, but, like, okay, they didn't win the league, but if they can still somehow manage a domestic double and, like, do well in the Champions League, then, like, okay, it's not a success for them because they didn't win the league, and I think that's what their success is based on. But, actually, if they can come away with some trophies, then you go, okay, like... We still had a decent season, and, and yeah. that's that's the position they're in. I'm go- and again, I'm going to go bold with my with my other one. I'm a Leicester Sheffield. That's an awful final. But I just think like <laughs> the, F- the FA, but the FA Cup is known known for teams that probably aren't the better yeah, team. No, no, I agree with you. Absolutely turning up for the books, and yeah. Sheffield are in a situation where I mean they're at the moment. If they win, if they win their next couple of games, they're in a position where they might have European football. Yeah, but they could go all eggs in on the FA Cup and guarantee it. Yeah, no, you know, which is exciting for them, I suppose. Which would be epic. Yeah, I mean, it'd be epic. I mean, one of my mates is a is a Sheffield United fan, and is just like absolutely buzzing that they're just involved in this top half <laughs> and like stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, it would be epic for for the small clubs that haven't I think that would actually draw a lot of punters in yeah like a lot of people who'd go you know what we're bored of seeing United City <laughs> Liverpool you know Chelsea yeah throw Spurs in there and Arsenal occasionally you know winning big games like it'd be quite fun to have a, a final that actually a lot of the country can pick a team for a day yeah what like none of those top six teams are in there and then it'd be like wow this is just like proper Almost, oh, I know. That's a, I can't say village football, can I? But like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Sunday league. Yeah, like Sunday league. Uh, I mean, essentially. You like were that. saying that Leicester City are gonna. You said earlier they're gonna finish third in the Premier League, and now they're playing village football at yeah, the well, FA Cup. Uh, yeah, I'm still <laughs> saucy about the fact that we lost to Brighton. Right. Last well, week. I'm gonna tell you there. You've already called my prediction boring, but I think it'll be a Manchester derby. Yeah, I mean that will be an interesting game. I think it will. I think it like. Yeah, I probably wouldn't watch it because just the amount of Manchester derbies that go like it's like El Clasico when they when there's something like oh this is, there was that there was that like stretch a couple of years was it last year where they had three El Clasicos oh, in ten like days two, yeah in two weeks or something. and I was like I mean takes it away doesn't yeah, it yeah <laughs> this kind of loses the magic of it it's like oh here we go a Manchester derby in the FA Cup final it's like great you guys are both really good teams well yeah. done. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm hoping for sort of something a little bit more different and unusual. Um, and going on unusual, we have the Champions League. Yeah, this is it. This this, this is, is this could be like really epic, and this could be a format that the Champions League are like. Actually, we might have struck something here. Yeah, and but what's interesting is so the last Premier League game is on the 26th of July. And the remaining like round of sixteen games that 
uh, like the second legs that need to take place to like decide the quarterfinals. They happen on the 7th of August. So you have a bit of a break there for like particularly the Premier League teams to actually like be up for it yeah. and like be firing on all cylinders. Now they've got the remaining, you know, round of 16 games. Yeah. So the people so it kind of got cut in half when the quarantine happened so there had been some round of 16 games played yeah and there are some still to play so yep. the teams that have already qualified for the quarters yeah psg atletico leipzig and atalanta yeah who knocked out psg knocked out dortmund atletico knocked out liverpool leipzig knocked out spurs and atalanta knocked out valencia so they're already through so in fact they've got you even know more time even more time then the remaining games that have to be played on the 7th, between the 7th and the sort of, it'll probably be the 7th and the 8th. Yeah, I think so. Uh, of August. Juventus-Lyon and Lyon are 1-0 up. City-Real and City are 2-1 up. Bayern-Chelsea and Bayern are 3-0 up. That's ended. And Barcelona-Napoli who are 1-0. Was it? Oh no, it was Barca-Roma, wasn't it? Where uh, Roma came back yeah. Two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I think it, it's interesting because those away teams, like, in a, of course, you're not you're not going to be... An, I mean, you are a, an away team, but you're not, for example, you're not Chelsea going to the Allianz, you know? Yeah. You're Chelsea and Bayern playing in a foreign place. That just so happens. One of you has, is sitting in the away locker room, one of you is sitting in the home locker room. Like... So that that's why we might see an interesting swing on aggregate, but so, three 0 down yeah. against Bayern, you're probably not coming through that, are you? What, what I find interesting is, is like, okay, so like, at the moment, say if obviously it's a bit different, but say your if that Man City game was in Madrid, if you fly to Spain, play there, if you come back to the UK at the moment, you have to quarantine for two weeks, and obviously by August you can expect you know, things are being eased and everything like that. But like, what's interesting is like how they're going to work through, like we're not working off like a COVID-19 European, like lockdown rules. You're working off each individual country. So it, like, it is interesting that, you know, will they have to be there for a week quarantine and then they can start to mix and, and everything like that. Bringing all these players from all these different European countries together in Portugal is like, is massive, I yeah. think. So they're playing the quarters, semis, and the final, either in Benfica or Sporting Lisbon stadiums. Yeah. So, to to me, the average punter, like it makes sense that they just whack those four round of sixteen games there as well. Get those guys out a couple of days earlier. They'll have enough. You know, they've got enough hotel rooms in Lisbon to. It's be able a bit to like out. their NBA, isn't it? Yeah, like exactly. Their, their hotel, like California in Orlando kind of situation they're doing that in Portugal but for the Champions League and like with everyone being from different countries you kind of have to do that because yeah. you couldn't you couldn't do you know get they would get flying everyone there, going flying back and back, forth flying, yeah. Yeah. No, I so I think I think it will all be in Portugal which is going to be interesting on its own accord because you know you're then going to have guys who are potentially spending best part of a month living out of a hotel room well like that final so like the round of 16 is on the 7th all those remaining games that final is on the 23rd so like that's what just over two weeks and we're going to get round of 16 quarter finals semi-finals and Champions League final 
all within like the best part of two weeks. Now there will be a sing it will be single leg. Yeah. Knockout. That's still so exciting, yeah. isn't it? Like <laughs> there is gonna be loads of football. But it's not like we're playing two games for the quarters, two yeah. games for the semis. It is gonna be, you know, kind of like the World Cup style, you know, one and done, which is gonna make really intense, really intense football, which is gonna be really exciting to watch. Yeah. Um let's let's go through those remaining games of sixteen then. So do you reckon Lyon have it or you know they're one nil up or do you reckon Juventus pull through I don't know like if I would have I would have always backed Juventus but watching them lose to Napoli I think it was in the Coppa Italia final the other day I'm like a bit concerned like you know you'd assume that it seems that with Juve like if Ronaldo doesn't play well then they don't win and so you know he's a big time player one of the best ever some people say their goat you know like it's arguments there but you know you just it depends My like you're just looking at like you can't rely on form from like when these games were played like then it's a completely like new kettle of fish my thing with cristiano is he always rocks up yeah I and mean, we've seen moments. him carry portugal haven't we yeah. so you can expect in a format like this that he'll uh, and actually i think produce yeah with Lyon only being 1-0 up that the door's still open there yeah you know for Juve to win 2-0 which is a very which I can see them doing I think what I don't I'm gonna have a look now but I don't know what they've said about like away goals do you know like no I haven't I haven't looked surely it would be like standard but like if yeah, yeah, I suppose. For these games, because the next ones are just single leg knockouts. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. I suppose, yeah, they'll continue that. I think City might sneak through against Real. I would agree. With the way they're playing at the moment, like that's what I would, I would agree with you on that, yeah. And actually, after their game against Liverpool next Thursday... They'll be flying through, I think. Yeah, they'll just be sort of... They've played good teams, haven't they? Like, yeah. It's not like they've just been playing Sunday league teams. Like yeah, Leicester's like Leicester. Sheffield United. Um, <laughs> Bayern are going through. Sorry, Chelsea fans. Yeah, 3-0. Um, Barcelona-Napoli. Again, uh, the, on the, you know, the opposite end of, of what you were saying about Juve, Napoli beating Juve in the Coppa Italia, you're kind of like, ooh, are you an interesting team to be sort of keeping an eye open for do I think they get through Barcelona probably not do you worry about Barcelona though and their European history so like obviously last year was incredible when they lost to Anfield 4-0 and that's a huge collapse you know from there and the year before that they collapsed at Roma and so like you know like you talk about Ronaldo like, and I put this out there first and foremost I'm not slating him because I do believe Messi is the GOAT but you're you can't rely on Messi, it seems, as much as like you can rely on Ronaldo for those big like one-off games to just carry a team and and put them on the back and make sure that you know they get through, like we have seen with Ronaldo. I honestly, I don't worry about Barcelona. <laughs> I think Barcelona will will get through, okay. and they are actually a team that I can see doing quite well moving on yeah. as well like I wouldn't be surprised if they're there I mean in the finals maybe 
but I like I think there'll probably be a semi-final. Um, who? Way too early. Who's your winner? <clears throat> put it out there. Um, put a pound on it. Put a pound on it. I think <laughs> we'll get a kitty going with a J Rod pot. Yeah, just, <laughs> just lose all our money. <laughs> Right, we'll do exactly we'll listen to the pod and then put it on the opposite <laughs> and then we might make some money yeah. uh, who do I think might win um, Atletico are dangerous and the fact that they've put out Liverpool it's one of those things that like uh, you can actually you know turn up against seriously impressive teams and the moment's not too big yeah um, so that that's a team that I they're, they're probably my like flying under the radar a little bit yeah because they're not they don't have the star of you know Ronaldo or Messi and they're not in that sort of Man City uh, sort of ilk of pressure so yeah I think Atletico might it might be their year what about you Bayern really and I don't have to think twice about that I think like being able to watch some of the Bundesliga games before the Premier League started, it's just their squad is world class. I think the like, thing the if they're in a World Cup, I'd probably bet on Bayern to win the World Cup <laughs> because it's just they're just so elite and there's just so many good players that you're like, I just yeah can't not bet on them. I think the thing the thing for me having been to the Allianz is that is such an intimidating place yeah like uh, the place is so scary that are they going to be a team that really is hampered by the fact that they aren't playing home games in front of fans that's my concern with them because that stadium, we went there, I think they were playing by Leverkusen, they won 4-0 or 5-0. No one left early, no one stopped singing <laughs> until the 93rd minute. Yeah. They were just like screaming abuse at people. And it was so, so like energetic that in those big time games, you know, where they might be facing Juve, they might be facing Barcelona, like they need that kind of Atmosphere. atmosphere yeah to play into their hands and I, I think they might struggle a bit without that I think what's good for them is I think if there's ever a team obviously all the teams losing or like and Barcelona and Napoli in this situation would want a would want that second leg game of course but if there's ever a team that's winning and wants that second leg game I'd say it's Bayern so what they won the league was it last week end of the week before that yeah so actually they it would have been two months since they won the league that they then play this like second round of 16 game. And so actually to have a bit of a, this is a bit disrespectful to Chelsea, but a bit of a warm-up game before they start going into those quarters, semis, finals. Like, I think that's like, that's where I would want to be if I was them, like having that opportunity to play a decent team with a big cushion. And then actually you can start getting into like all those games yeah just getting used to sort of top see, class football yeah again. seeing the top top flight European football again because yeah. it, it is another another level everything happens a little bit quicker everything 
happens a little bit more sort of skillfully and and i think that Bayern might might find that useful as you said right let's have a look at the europa league now because this is a little bit more up in the air isn't it yeah it's a, it's also when you read through like what the champions league set out obviously it's all uefa but it was pretty straightforward with what they were saying whereas with the europa league it's just a lot more words and like you're just a lot more confused as to you know what they're kind of trying to say so where they were postponed on the 12th of march yep what uh how many games we were in the similar similar sort of yeah like similar kind of area so um the rest of the europa league will take place in germany in august as well um and so and the same as the Champions League, all quarterfinals, semifinals and, and the final will be single leg fixtures. Uh, but they again haven't decided whether the sec- the remaining round of 16 games will take place at the home team stadium or in Germany. And so again, like it's that conversation of I, I assume they'll make everyone go to Germany, but you know how do they do it so the other interesting thing about the round of 16 which is where is like in the champions league everyone had at least played one yeah and they were halfway through the second yeah spate of round of 16 games yeah in the europa league inter and getafe and sevilla and roma hadn't played their first round because i think that that was like spain and italy were obviously the first two european yeah. countries to really get corona bad and that was like they were the ones that postponed like that early in March so so they will be playing as a single leg which is and at a venue to be confirmed which is just crazy to think that like you completely lose that opportunity of having a first game at home and like all that yeah atmosphere I mean in some ways it's fairer because you know say in the Champions League you look at the fact that Bayern you know Bayern won 3-0 yeah and then they're going to play Chelsea in a sterile environment it's like giving you a head start isn't it, it? exactly <laughs> you know you're you're losing that uh, intimidation factor um, and if you've already capitalised on it then you're in a situation where it can't get you down so that's going to be interesting as well because you know you're looking at teams that you know some teams will have played an extra round and then they're playing games that they've already got goals up on aggregate whereas those four teams Inter, Getafe, Sevilla and Roma are going to have to be playing full gas that first game yeah back like do or die isn't it yeah and which is like again but like also all of this is happening in August and everything is like as far as the schedule goes with like compared to the Champions League everything is just basically two days earlier so those remaining round of 16 games are on the 5th and 6th of August the quarterfinals are on the 10th and the 11th of August the semi-finals 16th 7th of, 17th of August and then the final is on the 21st of August so there's a three week block there where there is European football I think on every night which is just insane that's going to be epic that is going to be epic um, and we're going to have two games a night, you know, 6.55 European time and 9 o'clock European time, which is great for us in the UK because yeah, it's just exactly. like 
just after you finished work <laughs> and just as you're sitting down with your dinner. I think the big thing to, a, a big date for everyone to look out for as well is the 10th of July, because that's when both draws for the Europa League and the Champions League come out. And so that's when we can really start, you know, as kind of nerds get down to the predictions and really looking out for like what's what's what we can look forward to. How are you going to do the draw? Because obviously you're not allowed to put your hand in a bag and pick out a whole lot of balls and then get someone else to pick out. And I just wear gloves. You think you're just going to wear gloves? No, it'll be, I don't know. Because you can't trust the computer generator at UEFA, can you? No. <laughs> that's that's uh, rigged already. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you've got any suggestions for how UEFA yeah. should do their draw, let us know. Yeah, no, please do. Just like a, let's do like a marble race. Maybe you, we see can that do marble it. race video. Oh, with Chris Kamara commentating. Yeah, down the sand. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. Um, <laughs> the other thing, the other thing that's happening is obviously the Europa League or the UEFA Europa League final. I keep trying to say UEFA League. It's UEFA Cup. Because yeah, I prefer it as the UEFA Cup as well. Yeah, same. Uh, that the final was meant to be in Poland in yeah. Gdansk. Um, but that obviously now has been changed to Germany. Yeah. So there's been a sort of shift back now, hasn't there? So yeah. this year's going to be in Cologne. Next year's going to be in Gdansk. Then we're going to have Seville in 2022 and then Budapest in 2023. So everyone's kind of shifted back a year, which is yeah. a nice bit of unilateral agreement there of being like, okay, this is an odd time and let's all just... Shift back. What's exciting as well is I forgot to mention with the Champions League. I think they've done the same thing because obviously it's in Portugal this year, and I, I think it was meant to be in Istanbul. Can't remember, but it's now in 2024. There is now um, the Champions League is being held at Wembley, so when the European Cup is that summer is just going to be elite because you've got Champions League and England are going to win the European Cup. So there we go. That's not. That, there's like way too early predictions, and then there's what that is, which right, is predicted heard it here yeah. first. <laughs> England are going to win the Euros in 2024. Yeah, a and, good four and years. Next year. Two, next year. two years, two, two um, competitions in a row. Okay, and then the last thing that we got to talk about, kind of linking back to the Prem, to the Premier League, uh, well, and European football in general, to be honest. Transfer news. Yeah, as we mentioned earlier, Arsenal have. Signed David Luiz on a another contract, which is just wonderful for my cholesterol and blood pressure. <laughs> if anything, surely like I and you know, I think everyone except an Arsenal fan will love talking about this. But surely, as an Arsenal fan, you've gone past that point now. Are you not just like so? It's been happening for so long now that you're just calm, like just no, just chill, like. Kind of accepted it. No, I haven't got. I haven't got to that point yet. I'm still livid. <laughs> I think for your health, you should try and get to yeah, that point. Probably. Than but the thing is, like, we had Luis on a one-year contract. Yeah. We didn't have to sign him to another year. We could have just got rid of him. But, but I, I. He's actively being. He's actively <laughs> hindering our chances of doing well. Do you, so, like, obviously, I, the transfer window is obviously a bit different this year. As an Arsenal fan, who do you want them to sign? Because not David Luiz. Okay, not David Luiz. <laughs> Maybe they've just signed him so they can sell him for a bit of money. I'll I'll I'll, I'll eat my words if that is the case. <laughs> it's not the case. It's not the case. No He'll probably Arsenal be captain next year. He'll probably be captain that. next year. 
Yeah. He's the kind of guy that we want in charge. Um, but a London team that has decided to spend big, Chelsea. And Timo Werner saying that he's not going to play in the Champions League for Leipzig. That's huge. That is, I mean, that's crazy. I, I don't mean, know I why can, you wouldn't. It does, I can it understand. Like because of like, uh, it makes him eligible for Chelsea next year. I'm not sure. They Surely they'd have to Change rejig the rules to be like, this is an exceptional circumstance and yeah. you're playing for your old team until the end of August. But equally, like, if you're Timo Werner and you, you know, you just signed a massive deal with Chelsea, do you want to be running out playing games that you don't necessarily have to play? Yeah. Uh, you know, risking a big injury and 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 then the start of your Chelsea career or do you just want to finish you know finish all this uh, football up and then take take a bit of time in the summer to get ready move over to the UK get yourself set up and then <laughs> and then kind of yeah uh, and then start the next Premier League season in full flow I think like what's what's big for me is this is not that they're you know it seemed like Verna was going to go to Liverpool for so long but what's big is that like Abramovich is like okay there seems to be a level of trust there with Lampard that he's you know willing to spend money for him like they're not in a position where it's like mm, don't really want to spend big because Frank might not be here for a while but it seems like they've gone you've done well with a young squad and bringing in young players now we'll let you spend some money and build on that but if they don't make the Champions League now like we spoke about that top four then like all of that all of a sudden likes I question marks for me. Yeah, I mean I think I actually think Frank Lampard has been seriously impressive as yeah. Chelsea Ross. I mean he's 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 galvanized a team that has always struggled with being individuals. Yeah. And they've sort of come together for for a single sort of cause and, and to trying to be a single entity, which is something that they've not had for a while since like Mourinho, Drogba, exactly. Lampard, JT were like the core of that team. Yeah. And hopefully by doing this and by you know trying to instill that in the younger players that's going to be their core. Yeah. Um so yeah, they're a team that as much as I don't like saying I'm excited to watch, I'm quite excited to watch sort of how they progress. Um Thiago in Bayern at Bayern one of my favourite players yeah a, a magician with the yeah, ball yeah. and like and, and it, like he does not want to sign a new Bayern deal and if that means he's on his way to the Premier League I don't care if Liverpool haven't got the money to buy Werner they need to go out and get Thiago because that is you could argue that whoever signs Thiago wins their league next season do you think he's he is Premier League bound so he was a Barca and was elite and I think won leagues there he's been to Bayern is elite won leagues there so for me he either goes to Serie A or to Premier League and for me why would you not go to Premier League it's just exciting it's the Do best league he goes in the world. to City? don't know just goes to Pep? I hope not maybe well Bayern Barcelona no. Bayern City I mean, someone else has done that journey recently, haven't they? <laughs> and they've been quite success moderately successful, yeah, to say the least. I don't know. I, I'd be sad if he went to City. Because he's not... Going to Liverpool. Yeah. 
I don't know. I don't know if it's being a bitter Liverpool fan, but I just find that given the success that City have had over the recent history, it just seems a bit like a free trip. Are you kind of like, it's our time now to yeah. be City? Yeah. <laughs> With it, less money. Yeah. No, no Arabs involved. Yeah. Um, and what about Juventus? Uh, big spenders. I, and I'll be honest with you, I don't know much about this. I'm going to say Arthur or Arthur. I saw oh, a good Arthur. meme of, you know, the Arthur meme. Yeah. He's yeah. holding the fist. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that is elite. <laughs> <laughs> of like Barca colours on his sleeve as well. But they've paid 75 million for him. So, I mean, he's obviously someone that we need to do a bit more research on and, and get going. But he is... That's that's big, you know. That's is a it, lot of uh, money. Is it a successor to Ronaldo? Maybe. I think Ronaldo is will will at some point go and play in the US. That's a, that's my big claim of the day. Even though I've already said that England are going to win the Euros. Yeah, team. that is a big claim. I, I don't just, think he. I, I don't think, think he'll he go will. down the Beckham route. But I don't think he's. he's got I mean, far too much money and far too much potential to make money. And Beckham will sign him. What's what's Beckham's team? Miami. Inter Miami. Yeah. Are they still Inter Miami? Because there was that massive, there was a legal battle because Inter Milan like sued them over the fact that they weren't allowed to be called Inter. I have no idea, but I would still say that if he's going anywhere, he will go to David Beckham's team. I'm not sure because I just don't think he's sort of Club Internacional de Football Miami, known in English as Inter Miami CF. Yeah. There you go. Okay. I mean, I think that's essentially exactly what Inter Milan are, except instead of Miami, they're Milan. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not sure whether he will go to the States because I think he, I don't think, I, I don't think he thinks he's at that level yet. Like, I think he might stop somewhere in between. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes to... Um, I don't think he'd do like what Zlatan did. But Zlatan did that, but I mean, it, it wasn't that successful. Yeah, I mean, Zlatan's also torn his Achilles, so. But it wasn't. It wasn't like. The reason that Beckham worked over there, was because he worked. He went there, bought in, and you know now owns a team. Yeah. But like you look at everyone else who's gone over there, it's been great. Like great for them in the really short term. Yeah. But I mean, Gerard didn't really have much success over there. Lampard. Yeah. David Villa. Thierry Henry. Yeah. I forgot about Wayne Henry. Rooney. Went to Red Bull, didn't he? Yeah. Wayne Rooney. Yeah. I mean, like, it... it, it and I think, actually, it they... It seems like it's a bit of a farewell tour kind of scene, doesn't it? Yeah, and I don't think Cristiano thinks he's there yet. Yeah. And also, I don't... I think, actually, the, the MLS are starting to look at trying to make it more of a homegrown league yeah they, they they understand that for them to get good on the international stage they need to invest in their youth youth side a little bit more but then those big name players draw the crowds i mean cristiano ronaldo would draw the crowds wherever he goes but he's only he'd only go to la or new york maybe but i don't yeah. think he'd like new york i think just on that like i don't want to take us away too much but I think it is worth mentioning for all football fans that their MLS is coming back in a is it a 54 game I think yeah like World Cup structure like Hotel California kind of 
yeah, like MLS World Cup Championship, where they'll do like group stages, quarterfinals, semifinals, finals. And I think for MLS, especially in the States, that is huge. If they can get some attention through that, like there's arguments that they could be like part of that big four sports and take over hockey, which is yeah. which is huge. Um but I think I think it's it's just gonna be a really exciting summer for football. And I think if you asked me a month ago, no one would have expected this to be the case. Yeah. And and the Bundesliga has been super successful coming back. Um the Premier League again has been super successful with games on the BBC and you know, there's so much football to watch now and it doesn't seem like that it's gonna stop until End of August. The end of August, where we're going to have a couple of weeks off and then the new season starts. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be absolutely wall-to-wall, and I'm really, really excited. I think what's really exciting is, like, it seems the more games that are going to be played, like, the more Premier League games that are getting played, like, the standard is getting better and better. And, like, if that can keep building all around Europe to the end of August, that Champions League, Europa League of August is going to be insane. So, Ollie, congratulations on Liverpool winning the, uh, <laughs> winning the Premier League. Well one, done. Way or, one way or another. You managed to do it when uh, you were so far ahead that everyone expected you to do it. Uh, so, well done, and I will enjoy the next 17 years of you gloating until it happens again. <laughs> um, because David Luiz is going to lead what Arsenal. Happens, what happens next? Liverpool win two ti- three titles or Arsenal win the league once? Oh, I'm all in on David Luiz now. <laughs> I'm David Luiz's biggest. I'm gonna get my. I'm gonna get my next Arsenal shirt with Luiz on the back. Yeah, right. He's well, my absolute you, hero. We need pictures of that on the yeah. J Rod pod. Uh, if he can, if he can convince Arsenal to give him a contract after playing the way he's played for the last two days, two games, uh, he uh, master. I mean, I want to go and learn from that man. I think after oh, what Kevin Garnett said, anything is possible. <laughs> That was the second and final episode of the J-Rod Sports Pods quarantine catch-up series on football. Um, thank you very much for joining us while we chatted through the FA Cup, the Champions League and the Europa League while getting lost on some tangents down the way. Next up, we've got the MLB and that'll be coming out next Tuesday with another special guest host. But until then, please make sure that you subscribe, follow us on social media, and let us know if there's anything you want to hear.